For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the one amen open your bibles today with me to john john chapter 12 and we'll start in verse 44 is where we're going to be and for you new listeners out there we are going through the gospel of john amen verse by verse chapter by chapter as we dig out those nuggets of gold in God's holy word that may help you in your life. Amen. Jesus came to save the world is what we're going to talk about today in John chapter 12 and verse 44. The Bible says, Jesus cried and said, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. The Lord taught his absolute oneness with God the Father. He is one with the Father. I and the Father are one. It is impossible to believe in one without believing in the other. You cannot say, I believe in God, but don't believe in Jesus. And you cannot say, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe in God. No, here he is telling you that we are one, the three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You say, fully explain that. I can't. I can't fully explain God. I can't put God in a test tube and prove that he is one. But the Bible says that he is. And I take it by faith from God's holy word. Amen. So to believe in Christ is to believe in God the Father. You can't believe in one without the other. No, because they are equal. I and the Father are one. And that's why the Pharisees hated Jesus. How dare you make yourself on the same level with God? But you see, Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is our intercessor between us and God because you cannot directly go to God. You would be totally annihilated if you stand before God and you were not covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Listen to me. Anything, anything that God demands, God supplies. You can apply that to whatever in your life and salvation is the biggest one. Anything that God demands, demands God supplies. You see, we couldn't save ourselves. God needed a savior and he provided one through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The perfect, sinless, spotless lamb of God. The next verse, John chapter 12 and verse 45. And this is Jesus speaking here. He that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. 
Isn't that something? Now think about that. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. So in one sense, nobody can see God, the Father. The Bible says he is a spirit. He is an invisible to our naked eye. You cannot see him. And we know that by John 4, 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord that we can't see into the spirit world. Because if we could, we would be totally petrified and afraid of all the evil forces that there really are in this world. Yes, there is angels. Yes, there is good things. But there is a lot of dark things in the spiritual world. Spiritual world. The Bible says it's a spiritual battle. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. All those things that are going on in this world today, we think it's about they hate this race or they don't like this race doesn't like that race or this person doesn't like that person. This family doesn't like that family. No, the Bible says at the root of all of it, it is a spiritual battle. It is a problem with the heart. Hey, that is what Jesus came to fix. He came to fix the heart. It's not a skin problem. It's a heart problem. If you want proof of that, look at the North Koreans and the South Koreans. They are the exact same people that speak the exact same language, that look exactly the same, yet they hate each other because you live on that side of the street and I live on this side of the street. You see, it's a heart problem. And that's what Jesus come to change and Jesus came to save is the heart. Amen. And so the Lord Jesus had come into the world to let us know what God is like. Not, not physically. He did not come to let us know what God is like physically. No, but morally and spiritually what God is like. He, in other words, to show us the real character of God in the flesh. That's what Jesus came to do, to show us the moral and spiritual character of God himself, to live it out so you could see it with your own physical eyes. But can I just say, many people heard Jesus preach with their own ears. They didn't just read the Bible. No, they saw Jesus with their own eyes. They, they heard him with their own ears, yet they chose not to believe, as many will today. You cannot convince someone to get saved. That is the Holy Spirit's job, is to convict them. Your job is to tell them and to witness to them and let God do the work. Amen? Because you can get anybody to repeat a little prayer, but it does not mean that they have truly been born again. And so here he, he says, he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. So if you can see Jesus, you can see God. And you see, once you meet Jesus, once you've been born again, the Bible says the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your heart. And he, see, that's when you can really see God. You can open up his word. You can see his character. You can feel him in your heart. You can see the changes that he's making in you. Maybe you don't see him with your physical eyes, but you see all the changes that he is making in you with your physical eyes. And so if you've seen Christ, you've seen God the Father, according to Jesus. Next verse, John chapter 12 and verse 46 I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. 
Jesus came to be the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. This is one of Jesus' favorite things, one of his favorite illustrations. I am the light of the world. He referred to them to himself as that. I am the light coming to the world that those that believe in me, they don't have to abide in darkness. No, they have the light. Amen. That's what God's word is. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. The lamp unto my feet, it shows me where I'm at. And the light unto my path, it shows me where I need to go. Amen. You say, I want to know what God thinks. Hey, open up your Bible and start reading it. Start investing in it. Hey, start letting it invest in you. Let it take up residence in your heart. So those apart from Christ are in deep darkness. They really are. I was before I got saved. I don't care how good you were, how good you thought you were, how good your family was. The Bible says that you are in real darkness before you got born again. If you're not saved, the Bible says that you're in darkness, that you really don't understand life or death or eternity. But hey, once a person gets saved, they understand those things. Well, how come an unsaved person can't truly understand what life and death and eternity is all about? I can tell you why the Bible does says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world, little g, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The Bible says that the God of this world, that the devil has them their eyes blinded. He is blinding them. He's putting the blinders on them. You know what blinders are? When they, when they had a plow horse and they didn't want him to look around, they wanted him to focus on one thing. They would put these leather little square boxes on each side of his eye and he could only see straight ahead and listen to me the devil is so deceitful he has this world so enamored especially america with all these shiny new things that are new gadgets and new phones and new watches he has us so fixated on those new cars and those new rims and those new this and those new that hey that you don't really see what's going on around you and the devil is a master of it he is the master of lies hey the what he come for the bible says he is here to steal and to kill and to destroy and let me just tell you 99 percent of the time it's not he doesn't come and say i'm the devil and i'm here to destroy no sir no ma'am a lot of times he clothes it in a white coat and makes it look good hey i'm a good person i gave to a charity i have a good job i have a good home i have a good spouse i have good kids I have a good retirement. Hey, but listen to me. At the end of a life without the Lord Jesus Christ is a hopeless and meaningless life. You will step out into eternity one day, and I don't care how big you have made it, how much education you have, how much money you have, how much status you have. The Bible says one day your heart's going to stop, amen, and you will step out into eternity. And apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no hope. Why? Because the light is not in you. And that's what he's saying. I am the light. I am the light. Believe on me that you won't wander around in darkness. But listen, but those who come to Christ in faith, they don't have to no longer grope around in the dark for something that's true. No. Why? Because they have found the truth in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way. 
I am the truth, and I am the life. No man come to the Father, but by me there is no other way. And so before I was saved, I just groped around in the dark. Oh, I may have made some money. I may have had a nice house and a nice car and this and that and toys and all this stuff, but I was plundered around in the dark, and I would have fell right off into hell if I'd have died. Praise the Lord, I got saved. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God for that, preacher. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ, who laid down his life to save a rotten, sorry sinner like me. Amen. And listen to me. The best of them, the best of them, the Bible says there is none good, no, not one. You see that? I'm a good person appeals to our human nature. It appeals to that pride inside of you. And that's why everybody loves that religion. But I'm a good person. But the Bible says there is none good, no, not one. Amen. Next verse, John chapter 12 and verse 47. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world, Jesus said. So the purpose of Christ's first coming was not to judge the world. The first time he came, it was not to judge the world, but to save the world. As John 3.16 tells you, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's why Jesus came, to give you eternal life. And Jesus is saying, I'm not, I'm not here to judge you right now. He did not sit in judgment on those who refused to hear his words or believe on him. But he did warn them. He did warn them about that, about that coming day. And so this verse does not mean that he will not condemn these unbelievers in a coming day because he will. There will come a day when we all shall be judged. And there's two judgments. There's the judgment seat of Christ, which is for saved people. And there's the great white throne judgment for those who have never met, who have never been born again through the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know, 10 out of 10 people die. You're not going to make it out of here alive. And something inside you tells you that there is something after this life. How do I know that? Because God told me that. He gave you a conscience. He told me that in his word. He tells you that in your word, that he has written it on the conscience, on the law of your heart. That's how you really know right from wrong. Why? Because God has written it on your heart. Amen. Will you listen to it? Don't harden your heart toward God. Don't stiffen your neck. Don't harden your heart toward God. No, listen to that voice inside of you that is speaking to you. That's the Holy Spirit. Hey, he wants you to be saved. He wants you to be born again. He wants you to accept his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as your personal savior. And you think to yourself, well, if I do that, I won't have no fun. Well, I'll have to give this up. Well, I just won't be able to do that no more. And I won't be able to go there no more. Can I just say, if you truly get born again, you won't want to go there no more. You won't want to go do those things no more. Why? Because the Bible says when you're saved, that Jesus gives you a new nature and new desires. And praise God, I know for a fact without a shadow of a doubt 
that he does that. Praise God, he changed everything about me, and I am so thankful for it. I am so much happier now. I have so much more freedom now. I did not know what freedom truly was until I got saved, and the wrath of God no longer abided upon me. Amen. And then I knew what true freedom was. I knew what true happiness was, and it only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse, John chapter 12 and verse 48. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Now listen to what he said very closely. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. What shall judge him? The word. Listen to me. The word of God is so powerful. It will judge us in the end. Listen, you don't have the ability to judge this book. This book will judge you. Amen. And it will judge me. God's word never changes, never, ever changes. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall endure forever, God said, amen. So when everything's gone, God's word will still stand. And that is such a magnificent thing that this is something physical that I can hold in my hand is this Bible that will last through all eternity. Not the leather on the cover, not the paper, but those words are the word of God. And they will stand when everything else fails and falls. God's word will stand because it is just, righteous, holy, and true. Amen. And I can put my faith and trust in it. And so here, Jesus is talking about a coming day when those who have rejected his word will stand before the judgment throne of God. Now, I want you to think about something. You've, have you ever been close to a bolt of lightning when it cracked off? I mean, it, it'll just, oh, it put the fear in you. Or have you stand next to a tornado? Or have you rode out a hurricane like Hurricane Charlie? Or a Category 5 hurricane like Hurricane Andrew? Have you rode out one of those? Man, it, it just shows you how weak, insignificant, and small you really are and how powerless you truly are. Can you imagine standing before the throne of God and giving an account for your life when he has all power? He is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the one that mere words spoke everything we see into existence, standing before his throne and him judging you and his wrath abiding upon you because you have never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about that in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. And I'm going to read that to you. Verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, 
was cast into the lake of fire. The Bible says even those men that were lost at sea, hey, they will the the earth will give them up and they will stand before God. Even those who have died and gone to hell, the Bible says hell will give them up and they will stand before God. And you think, boy, hell's a bad place. Yes, it is. The Bible says there's weeping and wailing, gnashing of teeth, gnawing of tongue, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Man, that is a horrible place, isn't it? And it sounds like, boy, there could be nothing worse than that, but there is. Oh, but there is, according to the Bible. In verse 14, it tells you, and death and hell itself were cast into the lake of fire. And this is the second death. Can you imagine hell itself will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity? There will be no more death. Amen. Why? Because death has been cast into the lake of fire. Something so ferociously bad that it can eat up and swallow up hell itself. It is called the lake of fire, the Bible says. And this is the second death. And the Bible goes on to say that whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You see, because the Bible says once you're born again, once you're a child of God, once you've repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that God takes a pen and he writes your name in the book of life. Amen. Why? Because you have received eternal life. Then you will spend forever eternity with him in glory, walking those streets of gold, leaning on the walls of Jasper, looking into the sea of crystal. Amen. Watching the river of life flow from the throne of God. Yes, I want that, but you can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You can't give enough money. There's not a good enough church out there. There's not a good enough program. You can't give enough of your time. No. What do you got to do? You've got to realize that you're a sinner. Realize that you can't make it and realize what Christ did on that cross. You see, because the Bible says when he died on that cross that he ascended into the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And when he arose, he had the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and he has power over it. Amen. That's why I know I can put my faith and trust in him. Amen. Next verse, John chapter 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Hey, whatever Jesus did, he, he did what his Father told him to do. What a great example he is to us. We should be doing what God's Word tells us to do, just like Jesus did the word that jesus spoke was the word of god now there's some people refuse to hear it and they'll stand in judgment for that day and i ask you will you hear it will you soften your heart today hey christian you that are saved that are not right with god hey that that are, that are living in the world they're not doing right not acting right not leading your family right you said my kids are grown and gone hey they're still watching you amen until the day that you die They'll be watching you until the day that you die. You're that example to your family. Amen. Make sure that you are right with the Lord. And listen to me. If you've never been born again, you may have been in church all your life. You might be a deacon. You might be uh, the, the keeper of the church. You might take up the offering. Amen. But if you've never repented of your sins and truly been born again, the Bible says that your name is not in the book of life, that you'll be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse, our last verse. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. 
whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Did you hear what he said? I know this commandment. My, it is life everlasting. That was his commandment. Hey, go give those people eternal life. But you have to do something. You have to realize that you're a sinner in need of a savior. Repent of your sins. Put your faith and trust on the finished work that Jesus did on that cross. When I say finished, there's not one thing that you can add to it except for accept what Jesus did. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.